and welcome to the seventh consecutive Cheltenham Festival Preview Podcast as presented by A Judge's Guide. Joining me today, as ever, the stalwarts of the stable, it's Robert Alexander, Martin Fagan and David Barnes. Hello, Rob. How are you? Yeah, good afternoon, Church. Uh, absolute pleasure. I didn't realise we'd have been doing this for so long. Yes. It, How time flies how, eh, when you back loads of winners. Uh, correct. And indeed, a fair few losers. <laughs> and uh, obviously, providing some more of those this year will be David Barnes. Hello, Barnes. How are you? Seven years. Incredible, Church. Incredible things. <laughs> Can't believe that. Uh, and joining us remotely due to some technical issues is Martin Fagan. Hello, Martin. Hello, Church. How's things? Uh, we are... Uh, uh, Together again at last, if only virtually. But yeah, the pandemic throws up yet another hurdle for us to clear. Let's there hope we ping it. <laughs> nah, I'll probably fall. I'll do. I've done an Annie. I've done an Annie Power today. Well, I look forward to more of that talking over one another. Uh, it's going to be a true <laughs> joy. Uh, but look, there's no point in pissing about. Let's crack on with the opener, the curtain raiser. Uh, Tuesday, 1.20. It is, of course, the Supreme Gnosis Hurdle, as sponsored by your friend of mine, Skybet. Uh, the favourite is Appreciated in at 5-4. to four. You've got Metier, 4-1 uh, across the board, 9-2 at Hills. Valley Adam, 11-2 at Hills. And Skybet, 5-1 to one the rest. Uh, and Soaring Glory in at 6s, uh, 10 bar. Three places, of course, nothing special. Uh, we'll start with you, Fagan. We've been waiting all year. Give us the winner of the Supreme. You have to do me like that, don't you, Church? Um, it's a strange race, Church. Obviously, there's only, uh, we found out today, there's only eight declared. And a lot of people, there's been a lot of uproar and stuff on Twitter, people fuming about this sort of thing. But, um, I know there's a, there's a few things about it. Like there's a, a lot of the same people who say this are the same people who want to probably go out and back all the novices in in the handicaps and stuff like the county and the pipe and stuff. You can't have it both ways. At the end of the day, if if, if some of the novices have got options other way uh, elsewhere throughout the festival, things like that are going to happen. But in terms of quality, we've got all the all the contenders that have been here over the last couple of weeks, month or whatever. So I don't think it's a bad race at all. Uh, I just try and look at it and see what the angle is, what the pace angle is. It seems like, well, from what I can see anyway, for pleasure, we'll probably go forward. He likes to go, he likes to go off in front. And to be honest, all, all the uh, winter, I've, I've been eager, to, well, as everyone seems to be in the preview nights and stuff, just eager to take on, appreciate it. So when he got beat last year in the bumper, you just sort of feel like he hasn't got that tactical speed to hold his position in a, in a, in a, well, what I was going to say, a big field supreme, but, I think the lack of runners in this sort of negates that a little bit, even if he hasn't got the speed and he drops back a little bit. He's, it's not like he has to go four or five wide to then make up ground. There's only there's only eight runners, and by halfway, two or, two or three of them probably going to be spent. Um, you probably shouldn't have came to me, but I don't really have a, a view in this church. I, I've, been trying to, I've, been trying, I've been trying to get appreciated, Pete, in my head for a, for a couple of months, but uh, well, he, do, he does look the best. It's a tough job. It's a tough job to get it beat mentally. Rob, come Tuesday, we're going to be able to get it beat physically. Looking at the race, like I agree with Martin, like you're going to get people moaning about the small field. But in terms of the runners you've got there, you've got appreciated the Fab who's done all he has needed to do in, at grade one level over two miles. Meti is a Tallworth winner. Bally Adam looks probably second best over the distance in Ireland. Soaring Glory's won the Betfair Hurdle. Uh, Blue Lord, again, is another interesting one. Uh, I think he ran to actually a very high level, uh, over two and a half miles against Bob Ollinger. And going back uh, to two miles here and last time, uh, probably will suit him, especially with Four Pleasure probably going off like a scalded cat. They're going to have plenty of pace, so he should settle. So I think... While I think appreciate it is worthy, Favon will be will be hard to beat. The each way bet if you want one is probably Blue Lord at around ten to one, uh, just because of his innate ability to to run so well over further, which is not a bad thing in the Supreme. 
uh, and he showed uh, enough last time at over two miles at Leopardstown. He was probably a bit too far back in that race. So if he can, if he can race uh, a bit closer to the pace, maybe like can still be held up, but maybe not so far back. Has a has a decent chance of placing, but appreciate it. You can't really knock him either because I think there was some there was a few things that came out about his last couple of runs over hurdles, just how efficiently he runs. He's always basically going a hundred percent throughout the throughout the race. He's not sure. going slow and quickening. They'll just set very even fractions throughout. And if he wins it, I imagine it'll be more like champagne fever than Votua, but I think he's a worthy fav and will be hard to beat considering considering what he's achieved. Okay, Barnes, I mean, so we've heard there that we we sort of there's worthy favouritism for appreciate uh, for appreciate it according to Rob and Fagan was seeming to agree also wants to lay it. Uh, if you were to looking at the other seven in the field then, can you turn me on to another of the runners. Obviously, Rob suggested Blue Lord there at 10s as a potential each way bet. Uh, is there a one that you're eager to be with or, or eager to oppose? I, I um, would be much stronger than Rob, actually, on Blue Lord. I think he's a great each way bet at 10s one. Um, he'd be second in for me, really. I think what he achieved last time, he, he was held up out of his ground sort of thing. And we just wanted to teach him to settle, but over two and a half at Navin, he pulled so hard and still managed to finish. Finished really well in that race. Managed to finish within six lengths of Bob Ellinger. So I just think there's a lot more potential in him. You look at um, Metier, the two horses he beat in the Tolworth. Uh, the Tolworth will be a totally different test to what this is anyway. He's on bottomless ground at Sandal. And obviously the, the Tolworth winners don't have a great record in this for that reason. But he beat uh, Tile Tapper and Shake Him Up Harry. They've both been beat out of sight in handicaps since off 138, I think, and 128 tile tapper was beat off yesterday. Bally Adams, there's no reason for me why he's going to make up the ground with appreciate it. And Soaring Glory won a handicap off 133 by three lengths, the better for Earl. It's a good handicap, but what would appreciate it to that field off 133? Um, I just think Blue Lord, there's definite improvement there. Uh, he was held up so far out of his ground last time. I, I could definitely see him turning the form around with Bally Adams. Okay. Um, he just, he, I, I think appreciate is rock solid. I wouldn't be rushing to take it on, but you're getting two to one a place and a, a realistic chance to win a 10 to one. I think Blue Lord's a great age maker. Fair enough. Well, then, last word on the Supreme, then. Uh, back to you, Martin. Uh, are, you, are you with the guys in the Blue Lords is, is a reasonable bet here? Uh, well, first of all, it's eight runners, so that's why I was a bit, when I first started talking about it, I was a bit down about this race, because it just doesn't really appeal to me right now as a betting race. Eight runners, you get a non-runner, you, you're each way better fucked, so I couldn't really advise anyone to back anything, really. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with them on Blue Lord. Like, I think if you watch that race back at Leopardstown, he was he was quite far back, and if you, if you time the first three home from the second last uh, to the line, they did very, very similar splits, the, the, the three of them. So it just seemed like Appreciated did get it out, get it his own way a little bit in front. But the one thing Bar I'd say to, uh, in reply to Barnes, kind of slagging off Metier, is that he's having a go at Metier because he, he's beating all these uh, uh, apparently shite horses out of sight. But he did beat, he did beat Shake Mobari 12 lengths pretty easily in the Tolworth. Tolworth. And then Barnes is putting a Blue Lord. If you look at Blue Lord's last run, He's, he's been made to run to probably to 100%. He, he's had to come off the bridle to, before two out, and he's run on strongly. If you look what was 12 lengths behind him in that grade one, horses like Magic Tricks, who are running off 130-odd in the county, horse like Great Bear was only twenty was only 15 lengths behind Blue Lord that day, and he's rated 124 in Ireland. So I wouldn't really be having a go at Metier. Um it seems in the preview circuits and stuff, people are having a go at Metier because they think, oh, he's he's won his, he's won two races on heavy ground and, and one on soft, so he 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 won't like the drying ground. But that's bullshit to me. Like his sire, Master Craftsman, um, was a great three-year-old, and his his best performances as a three-year-old were on decent services in in, in Grade One races. Uh, the damn sire is authorised. He won a derby on fucking rattling ground, and Master Craftsman is also the sire to horses like Scaramanga. Uh, Wolf of Windlesham, 
Matarikov for John Joe. Like they're all horses who wanted a decent service. So I I can see Meta running a running a good race. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be quick to um, to disregard him. I think my my issue with Meta would be the his trainer's form. Like I think in January in January in March I think he's running about five five no, six seven eight percent or something like that, which is a slight worry. Like, but um. Yeah, I've I've got no real view on this. I'll 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 second Barnes' opinion on Soar and Glory. I think Beth Hurdle winners in this race are north from seven. I think um they normally they normally run well but don't win. And uh Soar and Glory won off the lowest of all, lowest mark of all of them. Fair enough. But then I suppose you could say obviously it's an eight runner race and it people will say it looks weak, but yeah. Uh, if I was pushed if I was pushed to back one. Because obviously I don't want to back in it in each way with eight runners. I'd, I'd probably say Metier well, surely. will probably drift on the day because there's a lot of negativity about him. So if I can get maybe six... Because it, what people fail to remember is Shishkin was a fucking massive drifter last year. Absolute massive drifter on the day. Um, so if, if Metier drifts and you can maybe get like six, seven, eight to one, win only, I might have a little bet on that. But... I've got, no, I've got no real strong view in this race at all. Can I ask, just very quick, before we move on, Rob, what Fegger says there, with eight places, you don't necessarily want to back one each way, because obviously if one comes out, you lose one of your breaks. Yeah, it's always... But that is to say that on the day, if one doesn't come out, then it's a great each way race, surely. Well, yeah. The counter to that would be, once the market's formed, if you go on Betfair and you go on the exchange in each way market, if the, obviously on a big event like this, Supreme, you might be able to get matched in the, in the each way market on the Supreme, and then obviously if one comes out, the the, uh, the terms stay there. So that would probably be my way of looking at it. Some firms will keep their terms up if there's one non-runner as well. There'll be there'll be a few. To moves. be honest, you, you're uh, fucking you're unlucky if there's a non-runner. If there's a yeah. non-runner, like yes, it's it, it, the deck. So we, we were recording on Sunday. Decks came out today. We've got the eight runners. I think what it sounds like as a quick overview is that uh, Fagan in, uh, likes the idea of Metier, especially if you can get a bigger prize on Tuesday, uh, and the lads like a bit of Blue Lord, assuming you keep your three places. Pretty much. Yeah. Then, to be honest, I, 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 the only horse I've backed in the race is Blue Lord. He, I backed him uh, before he ran at Dublin okay. in the Dublin Racing Festival last time. Well, I backed him each way, thinking if he, no, 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 better. If he, if, he, uh, if he wins, he goes short. If he doesn't, he doesn't go. But so I've ended up with a bet on him here, but that's ideal. I'm just worried. I'm just worried if they don't go a gallop, don't go a gallop. But yeah. I do think I do think the good ground will uh, will will help will help him definitely. That's, they will go a gallop though, won't they? With that, with, with Alex uh, yeah. But there's a there's a chance there's a chance it's a false gallop. He goes off too fast, and yeah. then the ones behind have their own race. Do you know what I mean? So, well, he I did, don't know. Nick a grade two novice earlier, didn't he? Um, a couple of months ago. So I don't think they can totally ignore him. Well. What I would do is totally ignore your desire to continue talking about the first race. <laughs> by moving on to Fancy the, Fancy's for pleasure in the Arkle, uh, which starts at one fifty-five or probably about two minutes later uh, on Tuesday, the second race of the day. Uh, Shishkin is your odds-on uh, favourite, six to four on. All mankind is in at four bit and ninety-two at Skybet and Betfred. Captain Guinness is in at around seven, eight to one, uh, and you can get 11s on Franco de Port. Uh, your two other runners are 50s and bigger. Uh, Barnes, Shishkin, your first odds on uh, horse of the festival, worthy to be odds on, and does it does it meet those expectations? Oh, very worthy to be odds on. Um, You'd think he'd have too much class for this field. It's a real shame when Ergonomain came out. It was um, looking like the match of the festival for me, but I, I couldn't really say anything against Shishkin. I, I thought it was going to be a superstar um, right from that to the Supreme last year. Um, I wouldn't be mad keen on All Mankind at Cheltenham. I think um, the Warwick fences are a lot more forgiving than they'll be at Cheltenham. And if, if he makes the sort of mistakes he made uh, last time at Warwick, um, he could be in big trouble. I wanted to back him, Captain Guinness each way, who I think will improve for the better ground. Um, but obviously the, the the three places are gone now, so I'll probably be looking for a price for him without uh, Shishkin. Um, if I could get sort of five to two, I'd, I'd be hoping for. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't say anything against Shishkin really. Fair enough. Uh, 
Rob, are you able to come up with a reason that Shishkin can't win this or won't win this race? Sorry, I think the only thing that's going to stop Shishkin winning is himself, to use a cliche that's been thrown around a lot of pre-evenings. It's up to that horse to make errors rather than anything else to, to beat it legitimately, I would argue. Uh, although All Mankind, lit, if you take the form literally and what he's actually done over fences so far, has actually achieved more. He's won a grade one. Uh, Shishkin has, it's looked effortless and to his chances in this race, one to two or a little bit bigger if you can get that looks, I don't know, it, it looks too big, if anything. If you're, if you're the type of punter that just wants to back a winner straight in a race without playing. Uh, if you're the type of punter that wants to back a winner. <laughs> two on, two on looks, two on looks very fair in this field. Like, yeah, Captain Guinness was running a good race in the Supreme last year, and probably does look one of the better ones betting without, especially of all mankind. I, I jumps is going off a lot short because the market hasn't really properly reacted to an argument. No, yet, it hasn't it? really. No, no, he was about eight to eleven. Yeah, and then a nine to four shot came out. He was only two on, so it's. I, I could see him going off one to three easily. Yeah, it, I agree. I agree. To be honest. Okay, so Fagan, I'm looking here, and this this race has had in the last decade or so has had a number of odds on favourites that go on to win. Uh, Underso, Altior, Duvan, uh, and uh, uh, Simon Sig. Sprinter Saka, Footpad. Is that a trend? Is that a trend that's worthy of of noting? For is 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 that, is that a sign that this race is. Uh, Good for that sort of horse, a, a class horse, odds on against the field. Is that is that something that, and given given that's a strong win rate in that time, it's hundred percent over the last decade um, for odds on horses. Is yeah. that you would note going into this, or is it obviously every race is completely different? Um, it wouldn't be something I'd I'd look at too much. I think the reason for that is probably a combination of the well, the one that's gone now, but like the novice and the cap chase and. All the different novice chases, but um, a lot of that, like if you go back on the soul, Simon Six, Sakra, Altior, Duvan, they just they just scared a lot of opposition away. So I think that's why they were so sure. But I do agree with what Barnes said. Shishkin, a two's on. Like in my opinion, he's only got one rival, all mankind, and the way he jumps, I wouldn't be, <laughs> I wouldn't be too interested. Too interested with him at all? I think he could be beating the top of the hill, couldn't he? Yeah, definitely. Like the way I, the way I look at this race is, I, I think it could be. Um, I think the forecast could be exactly what it was at Doncaster last time. Uh, Shishkin to piss up and Eldorado Allen second. I think if you just look at go go with the ones below in the market, all mankind couldn't back him. A uh, bit of a lunatic, and he doesn't jump great. He, he's he's throwing a few bad ones. You can see him twatting one. Then next, Captain Guinness. He's he's on, he's had four chase starts and 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 uh, pu- pulled up and fell. So he's only he only got round fifty percent of the time. Then you got Franco de Poor, who um, who was pulled up in a county in a county hurdle last year, and I don't think I don't think he wants fucking two miles on 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 drying ground at all. And then you come to Eldorado Allen, who was second to Siskin last time. But before that. Back in November, he uh, he won an office chase at Cheltenham on decent ground by about twenty lengths. I know, um, I remember who it was now. Um, I was in the Henderson. Oh no, it was uh, it was Gumball? I think Gumball was was out and and fell, and then Eldorado Allen picked up the pieces. But yeah, I just think Eldorado Allen's one of them. He he he'll probably sit second or third or whatever, and. Um, I don't know, it, it's literally just come to me now when I've seen how, how big he was in comparison to the three ahead of him in the market. I think Shishkin, Shishkin wins, but without Shishkin, if you can get... You can get 20... Well, I'm looking now, you can get 20s, two places each way on without Shishkin. Yeah, that sounds massive, that to me. Especially when a couple in front of him are fucking only completed 50% of the time and then obviously all mankind, you don't know what you're getting with him. Eldorado Allen looks looks... Looks, uh, looks one of them who's, who's pretty consistent in in the way he runs and should run his race basically. Fair enough. What did you think of Captain Guinness at Leopardstown, Fagan? I, I didn't think it was over for him when he came down. I thought he uh, was really 
I, I, maybe maybe it wasn't over when you were watching it real time, but at, at the time he went. But then the, what happened with the Nagy me after it? I don't think he'd be anywhere, anywhere near him. I think the only thing that to what would... Nice, it? The only thing about... Sorry? It's kind of similar to what happened at Nice. Really, like, it looked like he had a chance and then... Yeah, he I just, I just, I just would. I think, I think the one thing that would would be a positive for him was how, how well he looked looked to be going in the Supreme last year. Yeah. If you, um, so obviously he likes Cheltenham, but uh, yeah, I just, I just couldn't back something at that sort of price when they've had a fall and pulled up and all that that sort of thing. I just, I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'll probably back the forecast. No, the, the forecast of Shishkin and Eldorado Allen and Eldorado Allen uh, without Shishkin at 20s uh, is the takeaway then. Yeah, uh, that'd be for me. And that moves us on to the third race today. It is the ultimate handicap chase. Uh, your favourite is 7-2 to two in the first handicap of the festival. 3-1 to one in places. That is happy-go-lucky. You've got a 6-1 to one second favourite, or no, even 11-2 with I right, 6-1, to one, one for the team, and Milan native in at nines. It is 12 bar, and there are 16 runners in the race. Rob, the first handicap of the festival, surely we're opposing the favourite here. Yeah, I guess you probably, you do want to, if a 16-runner race you're getting... At least four places on the day, like most most firms five. Most but most firms five. Skybet seven places currently. Well, you probably do want an e-trade bet, but then you look at the the recent history of the race. Like happy go lucky kind of fits fits what you want for an Ultima, but uh, the one that I landed on the other day before uh, what was the name of the fab that came out. Uh, Lieutenant Rocco. Lieutenant Rocco came out. He was quite interesting. I uh, him for this. But yeah, he's come out five to one and the market's been kind of shaken up a bit. But I think I right looks pretty solid. He ran at the festival last year in the RSA, ran a pretty good race as a hundred to one rag. Uh, he's finished in the places pretty much every race this season, including in the Ladbrook Trophy, the old Hennessy, and that race has a pretty solid record in the Ultima as well. So I right would probably be the one for me on the day. In terms of anything that a massive price to get a place, there's not really anything hugely appealing. Possibly uh, Vintage Clouds for Sue Smith, again, has some reasonable Cheltenham form, but it looks a it looks a really weak race. And a weak, he likes uh, bottomless, doesn't he? Vintage yeah, he does, yeah. he does. But I, th- I like he's run lot. admirably at Cheltenham a few times before, and the race looks a lot weaker and certainly fewer runners than plenty of recent renewals. Like the last two two renewals it had twenty four and twenty three runners. So it's just an easier race to win this time. Fair so enough. I'm unfortunately looking kind of near the top of the market. I think I right is probably of the top three in the betting a uh, bit of value, like six to one. Yeah, you can get you can get six to one at Bet Victor. You can get seven to one at Boyles. Both of those offering five places, and you can get eleven to two, seven places at Sky Barnes. Where's your dart for the Ultima? Um, the top of the market has got a really good record in this, and it's quite easy to see why because staying chasers, they, they kind of if they ever win races, they get up, put put up loads because um, over three miles, it's easier to win by further, and they, 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 there's just always unexposed horses. They've got much better chances. I, I think the favourites rock solid. I really liked the Lieutenant, Lieutenant Rocco, but um, it's a shame he's come out. I right, I couldn't disagree with Rob too much, but he, he's just he's just found it hard to win, and maybe the handicap has got him in his sights now. I really liked uh, one called Gooseman, but it hasn't been declared unfortunately, so I haven't really got anything. Okay, a, a long-winded way of saying. <laughs> one, one, I just very quick. Uh, Fagan has communicated to me uh, that he's not not necessarily uh, got much for this. So one, I would just ask about very quickly towards the back of the uh, guide setting is uh, Nietzsche uh, at 25 to 1 has I mean look it's it, it's got festival it's, form it's got it's got festival form it 
it uh, was it came third in uh, in a chase at Cheltenham in December. Uh, it's won a great wood previously around Cheltenham. Now I understand that that's a completely different uh, format, I suppose, but still having won at Cheltenham is always good for any horse uh, coming into the festival. At twenty five to one, is there any room for an each way shout there? Yeah, possibly. It's his first try at the trip. Uh... So it's a big step up in trip for him, but I think the signs were uh, last time in December when it got beat by Sky Pirate at Cheltenham that it probably did need further. My automatic thought probably wouldn't be three miles, but if you're going to have a dart, like there's no harm having a bet on a horse yeah. that has previous Cheltenham form. Right. It looks like a gas moves them, but he, he, he'll light the ground. Yeah, and there's he'll light the ground definitely. Um, well, I look forward to having a really big bet. Bet on that, the losers. Uh, and if you get in seven places, like yes, you may as well have a, a small each way, each way go five places, six, 16 runners is even very good. Yes. For well, people that so when he's fading out over the second lap, so the camera moves <laughs> off, you can just uh, hope and pray that it comes back into view. Uh, so that was the. I think we take away from that is that I write is is the better top of the field. Barnes, you like the the front of the field as well, and I'm putting my neck on the line. Uh, 25 to 1 Nietzsche. Uh, okay, we're going to move on to the champion hurdle. And given that he's been silent for five minutes or so, we'll start with you, Martin. The, the champion hurdle, the feature race on Tuesday, it kicks off at 3.05. Honeysuckle was your 5 to 2 favourite. Epitant uh, is 7 to 2. Second Favalon with Goshen, or Goshen, I suppose. And in at 8 to 1, a sea of blue on Ostchecker is Abracadabras. We know that uh, Abra is a uh, is a favourite of yours. Is that where your money's going for this this year's champion hurdle? Katie, let me produce a little bit of magic for you. Oh, please do. Abracadabras, there's your winner. Um, Move on. Let's let's speak got, about the mayor. No, let's you, speak about the mayors now. You can get five places on the champion hurdle with William Hill. Uh, Abacadabras is uh, 15 to 2 in your five places, 9 to 1, three places uh, at Unibet and Bet Victor, and there are four places also available. So a pretty good spread. There's your winner, Fagan says. We need no more debate. JJ, no, we do need more. I need to give you all the reasons. Oh, please provide more. Um, Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a good each way bet. Fuck off a good each way bet. Three at the front of the market. Really interesting to me. I mean, I wouldn't like to come down on it. Oh. Honeysuckle, she can't win. Professional last time, she hurdled much better. And it, can't she, win. I need a drop for her. Um, I, th- I think the angle about her being short of pace for two miles is is probably a bit overplayed. I think can't win. Very versatile. Uh, the best horses are very versatile is a fair thing to say. Uh, uh, Rob. Honeysuckle can't win, according to Fagan, and yet it's five two favourite everywhere. I of course she can win. Every, every every preview I've watched has said that Honeysuckle will win. Will win. <laughs> well, uh, that says it all, doesn't it? The thing is with Honeysuckle, like until she gets beat, why not just why not just back her? Like I know this is easily the hardest race, but yeah, her performance at Leipzig last time was in pretty poor conditions, but the way she put that field to bed to turn in for home was nothing short of incredible. Her jumping has improved massively. It's turned into like champion hurdle class jumping. Yeah. She tended to let the others hang around it previously and the way she just kicked away from it. Yeah, I think there's a lot there's just a lot more confidence with her now, like between the trainer, the jockey and everything like that. They seem to be very confident. Yeah, you could probably argue that the price is a tad short. Goshen looked brilliant last time at Wincanton. Yeah, you can say the form in behind wasn't great, like the, the other two, top two in the market, didn't perform on the day, but he still put in a performance that makes him a worthy joint second in here. Uh, if the ground continues to dry, which is the report, uh, Paul Townend and Sharjah probably have a decent chance to go and pick up the pieces late on. I don't don't forget he finished uh, fast finishing second last season, uh, and Patrick Mullins has basically said that he shouldn't have kept him so far back so late. Okay. So I imagine he'll be will be held up, but will be a bit handier as they come down the hill. 
to give him more chance of actually winning the race. And yeah, I want to hear more from well, Martin about Abercadabra. And, and we will. So the question I will ask you then, uh, Fagan, is that Dublin Racing Festival, Irish Champion Hurdle, Honeysuckle beats Abercadabra 10 lengths. Yep. Different conditions, different track, I understand. But why, why is it that... That that eight to one to you is so attractive to overturn such a heavy defeat last time out. Churchy, honestly, no joke. Barnsley and and Rob will be able to confirm this, but after I watched that race, Honeysuckle, I literally had fucking goosebumps because I was sat there watching the race and all I could think was, Abracadabra's fucking wins at Cheltenham because all I wanted to see from him was a, a, a return to form after his bad run at, at Christmas. Like that's all it is. You're talking it's different ground, different different track. And it's just a totally different ball game. Like I was going a bit too far before 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 with Honey Shuckle. Like the reason why I can't have it is just it's just completely but it's all about price. The game's all about price, and I just think she's a scandalous price. Uh she's yet to prove to me that she has the pace to lay up in a proper champion idol. Because champion idols are different, they go, they go, they go proper gallop. And in this one, we've got Goshen, Aspire Tower, not so sleepy, a few who like to be up there. So they're gonna go they're gonna go a gallop. Um what she did at Leopardstown was obviously really, really good, but she won't be able to do that here. She won't get any freebies in front. It's a completely different track. And it reminds me a little bit of what Apples Jade did. She was able to just completely dominate a tracks like Leopardstown. And then you put it in a race like this, and she just, you just don't have the pace. Like, everyone seems obsessed with, with these mares, but Honeysuckle, for me, she, she's, she's not a patch on what Annie Power was. There's just a different league. And I, I can't have it at that sort of price, five to two for me. Um, I think Epitanti was was impressive winning this race last year. She kind of got her own her own way a little bit, like because um, Barry was in a great position. They didn't go too quick, so he was able to produce her at the right time. It, it was a great ride, and and she won really well. Um, she was disappointing in the in the Christmas hurdle, but the upside to that is you can get like seven to two, four to one now instead of possibly six to four, seven to four. So I, I I wouldn't um I totally she'd be second or third on my list for the, for all them people wanting abused at five places, but the main the main bet is Abra and I I've I fancied them since last since last year in the Supreme like a lot went wrong last year in the Supreme there was carnage at the second last it meant he was he was in front way too soon no one could give him a lead so he had he had to he had to go on. Davy was, you could tell like in Davy, Davy was looking thinking, shit, why am I here already? Then Shishkin come, pounced and beat him on the line. And in fairness to Abacadabra, he got beat a neck and I think it was a neck and, and he was battling all the way to the line. He was coming ahead or whatever. He was coming back at the line. It was That was just a great run. And then all you have to do is look at that Supreme Four. Like Shishkin's odds on five for the Arkle. Alart, who would be 15 lengths in that race, is rated 149. Edward Stone was be 23 lengths. He's winning handicap hurdles of 141. Heaven Help Us was be fucking postcodes and she's winning handicaps Dublin Racing Festival. Like that Supreme form is very, very strong. And that Supreme form came on soft ground, which Abracadabras doesn't really want. He wants a better surface. So a better surface, strong pace. I must admit, eight to one now, if that was three places, it would still be a bet for me, but it wouldn't be as strong as, as what I think right now. Okay. With with the four or the five, I do agree with Rob on what, what Rob said about about Charger. Um, he's got a great he's got a great chance. He ran well last year, and it was soft ground. The better ground, he'll love that. You, to be honest, the market's come out today, and firms have gone four and five places. And who the two on odds checker who were completely blue, Abercadabra and Charger. And that's because if you ask me what these prices should be, Abra should be about a six chance, and Charger should be an eight chance. I think I'd have Honeysuckle, she needs to drift. Epitanti probably could be a bit shorter. Goshen needs to drift. And then no. asked by, ask by a tower. James, like James de Burley, 20 to 1. Couldn't never fucking run for Willie and people and, and his staff price. Not for me. Why is he in the that, race then? He's in the race because Willie's probably going to fucking run, run, uh, go chasing with him next year and he wants to just find out where he's at. I'd be really shocked if that sort of thing come in, but... Yeah, for me, Abracadabras is one of the great best bets of the festival at the minute, especially with the four four places and the five places. One of the best eight, eight to one, nine to one, whatever he is. Um, but if you're going to play this race with the four places or the five places, add back Abra, Epitons and Charge. Because 
that, that's the one, two, that's the one, two, three for me. I think Epitons will win, but Abra is a better bet because of the price. I think Epitons will win, and probably Abra and Sharjah will be second and third. Okay, so the best bet of the festival. And we don't think the horse is going to win the race. <laughs> so it's all about price, though. It's all about price. It, it, that it's, was stated. That is fair. That yeah. is fair. Uh, okay. I think. I think it. I think it takes a lot to beat. If Epitant's in the same form she was last year with the with the with the allowance, it's tough to beat her. But the reason why I behave it is because I just can't get it out, and I can't. I can't get it out of my brain. And it. This is since fucking crossed the line last year. I just can't see how he's not fucking absolutely cancelling coming to two out. Well, I just can't see that. I can't see that. There we go. We, so we, that for me. We will see one way or another. Although to, be fair, although, to be fair, I was on Elixir Dane last year and he was absolutely cancelling com- coming to two out. And the rest is history. <laughs> the rest, as they say, is history. So, Barnes, give, give me your champion hurdle selection. I know I know, Fagan won't like me saying it, but I'm not convinced about Average Average's resolution to actually go and win the His race. resolution! Yeah. Fuck off, Barnes. Yeah. Hey, Barnes. What price is Saint? What price is Saint Ra? Saint Roy or whatever. Saint Ra in this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, here we go. Joy about Zoom is exactly. I can mute Martin at any time. Uh, okay, Barnes. So where, where's your money going on Tuesday then, Barnes, for the for the feature race? Um, Down the fucking drain. Lovely. <laughs> I can't give a better bet. I'll, I'll let Pagan know. Okay, so but we know. We know. Not, obviously, I can be wrong. Like we're all wrong, but well, yes, we don't. We, we have learned. If, if nothing over these bands, one one thing I would say to bands is what 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 are your thoughts on Epitans? Because obviously, famously, a couple of years ago, I was calling a pep. Pepperton pig or whatever, yeah. and I was against it in the mayor's novice. I thought you were, I thought you were a big it's, fan of it. It's it's brought up regularly <laughs> in the, uh, in the, in the <laughs> I, it it almost seems like I hated it, and now I kind of like it. And but you're you're a bit you're a bit quiet on it. No, 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 not at all, mate. Um, I, I think if if I was gonna have a bet, she'd probably be the one each week because I think she's the most rock solid. I wouldn't hold Campton against her at all. It's a front runner's track. And uh, Silver Streak is a decent horse. It's going to be hard to pay back if you give him a lead like that. And the one- I think what she did at Kempton was much worse than uh, what she did at Newcastle. It was just because Silver Streak had new tactics. And uh, he, st- he, st- he stole seven ten lengths at an easy part of the race the one- uh, to get the, the length. One- the one negative about it this year is obviously... Uh- the league's indifference of jockey like Barry Garrity to Aidan Coleman to just fucking it's... Point, it, it, it's a much deeper race than last year and I, I can't I can't make up my mind where I am with Gosh and after he won at Wincanton we both said wow that's the champion. I know mate that's the weird thing me and you were talking for ages saying how, how fucking impressive he was but I couldn't back him at this price because there's so much chance he'll blow out and he's got to give seven pounds to the two mares and yeah, I just can't I just, I just think the extra I think the way the shape of the race with the pace and the, the extra places and stuff, you've got to look at it differently, haven't you? You've got to look and think, yeah. honeysuckle, could she could she bomb out? Yes, because you don't know because she can go to Gallop on good ground. Goshen, yes, could he bomb out? And then you look at Everton's Abra Charger, you just think they've been they've been there, done that at Cheltenham in these sort of races, at these at these pace races, and you just think they they should be there or thereabouts. Same with Silver Streak, to be honest. He's done it. On on background and and this is going to be the best ground he gets, so he should go all right. I just um, I just think there's a level to him, and I think Sharjah Abra Epitons a, a step above. He's, he's an admirable horse, like you say, but he's probably just below the level. Like yeah, would, yeah, it would be a poor champion hurdle if he won it. Yeah, I agree. He'll be a lot better for being in the band though, because they've always set him impossible tasks. He, he's not got a turn of foot, and they always hold him up to come through loads of horses. Now, if they've learned from Kempton, they'll have him close. And he stays two miles really well. So I, I'd definitely give him a squeak of the uh, first three. But it's just like you say, you're having an each-way bet where you feel like you're chucking away the win part. So, yeah. Tom, O'Bri- Tom O'Brien will be rowing while Jack's sat there smoking a cigar as he comes around on the fucking home bend. <laughs> yes, yes. Come on, Church. Skip okay, this. We know the winner. I think the conditions are best for Tom, personally. And uh, there'll be a strong pace for her to aim at. I think she'll just be sat in and she'd be the each way better if I was pushed. Okay. Are we happy to move on then? That's fine. Yeah, as mentioned, I'll probably yeah, charge her extra places. Charge her extra places. Uh, and I think the, the big takeaway there is Abacadabra is the, one of the best bets in the festival. Lovely. Your mare's hurdle. Uh, 
in as nearly odds on favourite. You're getting 11 to 10, a bit of 6 to 5 on Concertista. Uh, that's uh, for your, for the Mayor's Hurdle at 3.40 on Tuesday. Roxana is your second favourite at 3 to 1. Uh, Dan Di Compagna is in a third favourite at uh, Sevens, top price at Hills. Uh, it's 14's bar. There are 12, uh, there are 11 runners. And you're getting four places at Bet Victor, three places everywhere else. Uh, Rob Concertista, that was the pick for the Mayor's Novices hurdle last year. And it absolutely pissed up. Yeah, 12 went. She um, won by. Uh, well, yeah, girl, yeah. I've got, I've got to say, odds against here, I'm, I'm a bit surprised, coming in a bit blind, I'm a bit surprised in this race, the Constitution is odds against, I thought she might come in as yeah. as uh, odds on fat. She I has. It's almost worrying how big she is. To be. She drifted a bit since Roxana was confirmed. Like, Roxana, fair enough, like, she's run okay in, in this race a couple of years ago, wasn't it? She won it? Um, yeah, well, yeah. she... She, she, she was the uh, victor, but not the moral victor. Yes, exactly. I think Concertista should be odds on, like Church was suggesting there. I don't really see much getting close to her. Yeah, it's over, it's on the uh, old course rather than the new course than her previous two runs at the festival, but I don't think that should make much difference. She's proven she's seen out the trip. Uh, well, a couple of times already this season. Definitely the best the Irish have to offer. Perhaps, again, if anyone's desperate for an each way bet, maybe give Black Tears a squeak. 14's available. Yeah, she ran a brilliant race in the Coral Cup last year, won a grade three last time out. Seems to, she seems to take her race and well. That, that race she won at Punchestown was only couple of weeks ago but it was very it was a very very easy win anyway so yeah if you're desperate for an each way bet she looks rock solid she's run well at Cheltenham before a couple of times stays stays well and I think she'll handle she handles pretty much any ground so if if you don't want to back a six to five shot you can get black tears at 12 to 1 maybe a little bit bigger on the day yeah, I think she looks solid enough each way. She's a very good mayor, admirable mayor herself. So fair enough. Yeah, um, and I think there's question marks over Roxana whether this is her trip or not. Well, Rob mentions there's question marks over Roxana. Do you agree with that, Barnes? I agree in the context of um, winning the race, but I, I think uh, the front two in the market would compete in Grade One Open Company, whereas the rest of the horses in this race won't get anywhere near that sort of level. Okay. Uh, so I mean. I think if this race wasn't so weak, she'd either be going for the stairs, which is her ideal trip, or holding on for Aintree. But the race is just so weak, and it's so hard to see her out of the three, that um, I'll probably back her each way, just because Constantista looks the winner to me, but I don't like the vibes at all. I just don't understand how she can be so big. If she collapses tomorrow, then fair enough, if there's a big weight of money, but the vibes coming from Willis don't seem as strong as usual to me. And for that reason, I'll probably just have a, a dirty each way plan, Roxana, or maybe look at some even money without the favourite, because I just think she's a long way clear of the rest, even over this trip. That's fair, yeah. fair enough. Now, is there any room before you go? Is there any room to. No, okay, fair enough, Barnes. You're not sure about the, the, the vibes you say coming out of the modern yard for Constantista here. Earlier on, we have come to an agreement, really, that. Maybe Eldorado Allen was the best bet without Shishkin, but Shishkin was a, would be a worthy winner of the Arkle. Is there room for a, a double that is going to pay? It's not going to pay the world, but it's a fairly good price double on Constantista and uh, and Shishkin. Is that a sort of play that you would consider? On if these you two play horses? that way, definitely, yeah. If you if you like having a double on fives, I wouldn't put anyone up. These are these are two strong fives. Fair enough, Fagan, What do you think to that? And can you see a way that Constantista doesn't win this race? Um, yeah, of course. Like she was, she was good last year. Um, fucking saved my festival, to be honest. Without a well, a little bit of after time. <laughs> um, I think, I think what Barnes is saying, I don't really understand what he's saying about the the vibes. I think, I think the reason why she might be a little bit red on I'll check her a slight drift is because um, if you just look at the way the anti-post market was, Roxana was fifty fifty. <coughs> 
to go wherever to the go to the stairs, and then obviously once time Hill come, comes out, maybe people are thinking, oh, she's going to go to the stairs. So I think that's probably why Constantista was maybe even money, and now she's a, a little bit bigger, is because Roxanne has been confirmed. Um, kind of see where Barnes is coming from with the Roxanne each way angle, but I'd just be really worried about her. She um, she looks like she wants three miles now. Um, last year, even on soft ground in the May, she's beat twelve lengths behind Honey Suckle. Like that won't be good enough at all. And now she's she's running over three she's running over three miles, and and this is all on soft and heavy ground. They form this year. This is going to be two and a half on decent ground. Um, I just worry. I just worry for her. I, I, she wouldn't be a bet for me at all. Um, okay. Constance probably wins, and then Roxana. Yeah, I, I don't know. She she looks a bit short to me because I'm. I'm worried about the trip on the ground. Uh, mm. Dan the company will probably go well, but wouldn't be for me. Uh, Black Tears, I think she's she's been a bit below form this year compared to what she she achieved at Cheltenham last year. And then we've got a horse at like 16 to 1, like Great White Shark. Um, the one I think overpriced in the market, if you just compare prices, is Great White Shark, 16 to 1. And then the other Willie Mullins one, my sister Sarah, she's 50. And they're very, very similar in what they've achieved. If you go back and look at the run at, um, I think it was Galway when they both ran. When they ran over, yeah, I think, yeah, Great White Shark beat my sister Sarah at Galway, but she was getting two pounds and she only beat at two lengths. So they're pretty much the same, pretty much the same horse, them two. And if you, even if you go back as far as watching the um, watching the Martin Pipe last year, uh, Great White Shark came third of one, three, six. Uh, my sister Sarah was just stay, was re, was staying on really well at the time. Was brought down. She was she was running off a higher mark. So I thought, I, I think my sister Sarah and Great White Shark are, are pretty much very very similar animals. So my bet in the race whether you can get it or not, I don't know. I just think Great White Shark's short price compared to my sister Sarah. So I'd love a match better if I can find one. But um, if if not, my sister Sarah would just be like a place bet for me, maybe four places because. As I said, not too sure on, about Roxana on decent ground over two and a half. Uh, Black Tears thinks she's not as good as been not in, not in, been in as good form as she was last year. In the fact, will same. She's had two runs and first one shite, second one beat forty lengths. Kempton, uh, Manila Melody probably going to go go off in front and don't like any horses who go off in front in races like this. For the rest of the same. And then, then you land on my sister, Sarah. So I think maybe if you're back at four places, you can you can afford Constantista, Roxana, Damned the Company, all to all to do what they should do in terms of the market. And then you run on for fourth. I think I think four place bets, my sister Sarah, would probably be my bet in this. Fair enough. So my sister Sarah, you can get uh, 33 to 1 four places. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I mean, for a place like a like a place bet, not well, like an each way bet. A place bet, indeed. Yeah. On, on yeah. Uh, Rob suggested black tears as a fair each way shout. You can get uh, twelve to one uh, with four places at bet Victor there. But as it, it seems to be fair to say that Constitution is relatively well fancied for this, and uh, sh- uh, I'm I'm personally hoping win win. We're going to move on. We've got two races to go for day one. Uh, There's Churchy's nap for the uh, for the podcast. There you go. Uh, and uh, we're gonna, the, the penultimate race of the day is the Boodles Juvenile Handicap Hurdle. Uh, a handicap hurdle, Fagan, you must be buzzing. No, Church, I hate this fucking race. Okay, well, <laughs> that's, that's a shame. Uh, Rob, Rob, the, only handic- the only handicap hurdle in the world, I hate. Make this, it, I like handicap hurdles because you look at the form and, and you see what's well handicap. Everything in this just fucking doesn't run, doesn't run on the merits, and it's well, just a fucking guessing game. In that case, in that case, uh, given given your disdain for it, and given the fact that we've run a little long, we can uh, we can we can move on uh, from your take on it, lads. Have you got anything in the boodles, Rob? I think earlier on you called it the best race of the day. It's the most competitive race of the day. Jesus anymore. Christ! I did, not, <laughs> I did not say that. I said, I said it was, Purely based on the size of the field and the fact it's... I can believe you've been misquoted. And given the fact it's five to one the field, it's arguably the most competitive race of the Tuesday. Okay. Just to clarify. And, and, argue, and arguing is what we're doing. Consider it clarified, but please, is there a bet to be had? You get uh, six places at Paddy's in the Sky, five places everywhere else pretty much. Yeah, there's been a bit of money around for the one that I had... Uh, my eye on 
for this after he won at where was it? At Nice last time. Is don't think I'm going to get a good reception from the either of the two panelists here, but Dermot Weld. <laughs> Big D Weld. <laughs> His horse Coltor. I just think he he's Shied. achieved enough to merit the rating that he's got. Uh, he's beaten a horse, uh, Zofanian of Dennis Hogan's has gone on to win a handicap already and is about the same price. Like, I just think he's fairly handicapped on what you know. But as Martin says, you don't really know everything about these horses at this stage. Like, I understand why the top two in the betting are the two fabs. Like, St. Sam's been chasing home, uh, see it looking at Zania and Quilixios's ass for most of the season. Uh, fair enough, he's five, but something maybe at a bigger price is, well, Denise Foster's now, uh, ex Glorious Zoff, uh, possibly a bigger price, like, has ran okay a couple of times in England already this season. Uh, has had an unusual prep, to say the least, but it's the type of horse you can see running well. Bolted up on debut, Finished second at Sedgefield, been really short, bombed out in a grade two and then won a mile and a half race at Dundalk. Like it's not the obvious profile, but I, I think, know. <laughs> I think 20 to one is probably fair. Like 16s generally is a bit shorter elsewhere, but you can obviously get... the previous trainer has an excellent record in this race as well. Like I think Gloria Soff certainly has a chance. Fair enough. No, you can get Colto is definitely my main pick. Okay, so you can, uh, for Colto, you're looking at eight. You can get eight to one, six places at Skybet. Gloria Zoff, you can get five places at 20 to one. Uh, I'm always looking for a horse that's last run was at Dundalk before going to the festival, so that's good. <laughs> uh, we've got that that one ticked off for the week. Uh, Barnes, uh, a quick, a quick uh, summer of your selection. Okay, uh, Google's, please. Just one. I really like one that uh, Rob mentioned in a, uh, Dispatches. Uh, he was beaten by a uh, Coltor, Zafanian. Um, I think any small connections from Ireland that are bringing horses over, they won't be coming for social runners. They've booked Richard Johnson, which is a real sign of intent. Um, he 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 is kind of the same price with the bookmakers at the moment as Coltor, but on the machine, he's, bit, yeah, he's like twenty four, and I think I think he'll be sort of like twenty five on the day, um, just because of the connections, but. He's, he's looked a real kind of monkey at times and like he doesn't want to win, but the penny kind of dropped last time. He went away from a field quite easily. And I think just the real strong pace and the good ground, he's won a flat race in France on good ground, could be the making of him. And uh, I'm really interested in, in him at the price he'll be on the day. Not not so much the uh, 14 he is now. Fair enough. Uh, so that's Zafanian, uh, who with Richard Johnson on his back, uh, a real sign of intent. Now, we're going to move to the final, uh, final race of the day. Uh, and Martin Fagan, you have already flagged up that you have the winner of uh, what used to be my favourite race, the old uh, four mile and now run over three miles three, uh, three miles five, sorry, the National Hunt Chase. Fagan, go on then, the winner. Um, next destination, Judge. Next destination. Now that is currently four to one with four places at Paddy Power and Bet Victor. Yeah, I just think um, he's the only one in here who's a proper grade one horse. He he, he had a lot of time off, but he, if you go back to his novice his novice uh, runs, he won a grade one at Navan at Nice uh, when he was with Willie. He came third in the Ballymore Neptune, whatever behind Sam Crow that day, looking like an absolute stare. He looked like he weren't going to get placed and then he ran on for all the dirty each way money. And then uh, he went to Punchestown to beat Delta Air, who's future uh, grade one chaser. So, yeah, um, he was off the track for a while after that. And then he went to Nichols. And uh, Nichols wasn't expecting a lot at all. First time up against Roxana over hurdles at Weatherby. And he ran really, really well. He's got a little bit tired. And the one thing I've noticed about him in his two chase starts is he's just a really, really good jumper. Um, he races behind a bridle and just just does enough. I think this trip will be perfect because of the ground. Um, the better ground, the the, the further trip you'll want. So sort I of think I think he get to he get outpaced over three miles in um, 
especially against a fucking machine like Monkfish. But we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, I just think Next Destination is the best horse in the race. And again, if this was just a race on a on a fucking Saturday somewhere and there was no prices before, and then then you then you go, yeah, there's the runners and you price that up. He wouldn't be four. To, he wouldn't be four to one. Galvin wouldn't be seven to four. I think he'd be five. So yeah, I think um, four to one with four places. I think you can get four, four with four places. You, you can't. You literally can because I've just backed it about two minutes ago. But yeah, uh, so yeah, I, th- I think that's a great bet. I I took a little bit of sevens last night, you know, because I'm fucking judge, and then I've just backed, I've just backed fours as well. Uh, well, there you go. You could have got the sevens if we'd done this yesterday, but now you can get the fours on next destination, the second favourite in the. Hey, hey, Church, if you're listening to this, you can't get the fours. You'll be able to get a bit of fucking threes. And there you go. Uh, David Barnes, are you with Fagan here for the National Hunt Chase? Next destination is the. uh... Uh, Strongly. This is essentially an immature market because for the past few days, we thought Royal Pagai was going to be running, who would be a strong uh, favourite. Uh, next destination should be favourite. I agree with Fagan. I think he's the only one who could be a grade one horse in the race. And I think Galvin's like a solid grade two horse. He's with a, is it Ian Ferguson now? Ian Ferguson, yeah. I think he looks after <laughs> all of Ronnie Bartlett's so, horses uh, when he gets them initially. Backing an Ian Ferguson horse to win a Cheltenham race at two to one sounds a bit mad. Sorry, sorry, let me just say one more thing about next destination. <laughs> um, he was. Nichols wasn't expecting to do much with him this year because he was coming back from bad injuries. So that's another reason why he wouldn't have been high up in anti-post markets because after he won his first race, Nichols was like, we have no plans. It's yeah. just, it's just see what happens. Keep him, keep, keep him out, keep him okay. And if we can get a run out of him, yeah, fine. Then he ran and he ran. And obviously they've got close to Cheltenham. They've gone, right, let's go for it. So he wouldn't have ever been something, someone, well, especially... For me, it wouldn't be something I would have wanted to back in an anti-post market because there was a big chance he could have he could have got injured again or yeah. and he wouldn't be able to keep him sound. I just I just think the price is wrong. Yeah, sorry, I'll stop talking. No, yeah, he win, he win, he wins and four places is fucking I, I could see him going up to one favourite. Okay. I think we're all on the same page here. It's just the best horse in the race is twice the price that you should be. Okay, really. now a question to ask then is there is agreement on this from all from all fronts so therefore let's assume that come tuesday morning and people might be listening to this next explanation is now two to one is that not a bet i wouldn't back him at twos no oh no no okay so obviously we don't know what the market will be but of the of if the, he's three of, if he's three if he's three to one five on the day then i i would i wouldn't i'd say it's probably Close to being right. I think he should probably be about five to two, eleven to four. Five. Okay, so there you go. So anything five, anything three to one or bigger is still going to be a bet on the day. Is there anything of the outsiders? I mean, you've got about ten horses here that are double figures or more. Any sort of outsider that you like the like the chances of any sort of place hunting? There was one that I wanted to give a mention to, but uh, it's again pretty unlikely. Trainer's got a poor record at Cheltenham, but. I've been quite impressed with the way Snow Leopardess has run over fences this season. Uh, she looks, she's just a very solid jumper. She stays really well. She's getting seven pounds off the rest of them, and that could see her kind of staying on. Does she especially, cut rope? Yeah. Especially late on. She's run, she's run perfectly well on good and good to soft ground throughout her career. Uh, like obviously, she doesn't have any Cheltenham experience, but she's run well the likes of Newbury and Weatherby, which aren't dissimilar. And I think I think the extra trip, you might even eke out a bit more improvement. Okay. So she'd be one that's kind of half interesting, but I think I think at the moment, out and out stay, but the four to one next destination looks. I'd be thinking a Hayd up more than a Cheltenham. Fair enough. Now, Snow Leopardess is 16 with four places available. Next destination, as we say, is currently forged uh, with the four places available. That's at Paddy Power and at Bet Victor. Uh, finally, before we end day one, Martin Fagan, uh, can I get your nap of day one, please? Uh, Abra. Abracadabras. Abracadabra each way in the champion hurdle. Rob Alexander, your nap of day one? Uh, I write in the Ultima. I write in the Ultima and David Barnes. Oh, uh, enough of day one. 
Captain Guinness without um, Shiskin. Captain Guinness without Shiskin, which fantastically at no point was mentioned to us talking uh, in I the article. That. What what did we? I apologize. Well, I obviously was not listening. Uh, okay, Captain Guinness without uh, in the article. Uh, so your Trixie for day one, uh, going down the cars, Captain Guinness without Shishkin, I write in the Ultima, and Avacadabras in the champion hurdle. Uh, a sort of a next best or an each way shout. Have you got anything to mention there? I'm happy. If we if we uh, don't does it, can it be the same horse? Having discussed yeah. having discussed it, Blue Lord thinks very solid each way in the Supreme. Blue Lord, each way in the Supreme. Barnes, like an outsider or a That was going to be mine, but I, I do like Zephanian to run a really big race. I, I, th I think he'll run a big race. Okay, and Fagan, you like the same horse, do you? Yeah. If you've got if you've got one pound, have one pound. All your money. Just don't have it on anything else on this day. Just have all your money on Apple each way. There you go. So you're, you're sort of... Have all your money for the festival on it. Is and if, 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 if he fucking loses or falls, call fucking Wonga. Go, go again on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, but, he won't, but he won't anyway. You'll be I'm fucking shut him up at some point. It's Blue Lord in the Supreme. There he is. Was in the champion hurdle and Zephanian in the Boodles juvenile handicap hurdle. Uh, that has been day one of the Cheltenham Festival. We wish you the best of luck and enjoy the return of the festival at Pressbury Park. Uh, we have been the Judges Guide podcast and we will be back for day two tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wow.